Do you aspire to have a better connection with your daughter? Hmm? I've known this feeling and there's a way to meet this challenge. That's what this podcast is all about. It starts with simple steps to help mothers and daughters work together and explore subjects that matter to each of them, regardless of age. Hi, I'm Amy Miller, founder of Amy's Art Palette and the host of the Mother Daughter Art Project. I'm a mom and also a credentialed art teacher, certified parent coach, artist, camp mom, and connector. Creating a stronger bridge between people is the essence of what I do, especially with mothers and daughters. This podcast was born from the positive impact that the Mother Daughter Art Project, a monthly subscription box membership, was having on so many family dynamics. You'll hear from me and experts who see the importance of building a strong bridge between mothers and daughters and have ways to make that happen. I'm so grateful you're here listening. Thank you for showing up today and for showing up for you and your daughter. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amy's Art Palette and the Mother Daughter Art Project. I am here with Carolina Haycock, and she is an International Coaching Federation Certified Professional Coach. She's certified in yoga and breath work. She's a meditation teacher. She does Tibetan sound healing. She holds women's circles. She's a mom to two kids and a puppy, and she's doing her best to do a little better every day. She helps moms discover true emotional balance and free themselves of guilt, stress, and the demands of our current society. So they can experience confidence, clarity, freedom to create the lifestyle that is best for them. Carolina, thank you so much for being here with me. And I know I'm gonna learn a lot today and I'm grateful that you've shown up and willing to share your wisdom about such an important topic with my audience. (laughs) So let's, I want to talk about emotional balance. What does that mean? Emotional balance? Well, emotional balance is just the ability of how to respond to uncomfortable emotions and thoughts without just getting stuck on them. So how how can we have emotional balance? I mean, (laughs) is that, I get stuck in my emotions sometimes. How can we have emotional balance? Well, the best the best way to have emotional balance on the first step is is awareness so once you recognize the emotions present in in any moment in certain moment that you feel like that emotion is just getting uncomfortable so that's the first step so you just becoming aware okay what what am i feeling right now what is this? And then explore it. So you get the emotion and you explore it. You need to name that emotion. So this, emo- because emotion is just chemical release in response to our interpretation of an, a specific trigger. So once you start getting all those, you know, 
chemical release, you want to see what it is first. So once you get the name, okay, I'm feeling angry or I'm feeling mad. So once you get the name, that's the first step. That's the awareness. Then we name it. And then after that, it just pretty much just observe it and explore. It's not to run away from it because that's always our first tendency. Oh, I don't like to feel this. What can I do? And then we just go and try to do anything to just get out of the emotion, but we're not processing the emotion. So we need to allow the emotions, any emotions to just come through. And then one the emotions has ex like express itself fully, then you can just let it go. But to let it go, that's when it gets the trigger is that's the you know, that's the tricky part. That's yeah. like, but how, how do I let it go? You know, you have a oh. trick to that. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be the, um, a, a gazillionaire. If you can find, if you can share a trick right now about how to let go of our emotions. Well, if you do, if you do, if you do the, the awareness, like if you take the time to observe your emotions, if you allow your emotion to just be, because sometimes we feel the emotion and you just keep with your day and then you just, Argh. no, it's if you take time to allow the emotion to just be um, and let it be, then after that, yes, you just, if you just accept that, accept that it's there, recognize that it's there and then, all right, you can do many things to practice acceptance. You can do mindfulness. You can just be there without judgment because the first thing when we have this emotion especially when we are like but some of us are very emotional moms you know many of us see that as a negative thing so we just automatically we just start like judging oh, what i'm feeling this way oh, what i'm doing this so the only thing that we're doing with that is extending prolonging the emotion to stay with us like longer than it's supposed to be. So that's what is, you have to allow the emotion just to be without judgment and just with love and kindness. And then if you accept your emotion to be there because at the end of the day, that's also who you are. That's what I don't, I don't believe in the concept of negative and positive emotions they just are. I prefer to say some emotions are more uncomfortable because it's impossible for us to just stop feeling angry or to just not feel mad or just, just not to feel stressed. You know, that, that concept that we will never ever feel these emotions ever again just with positive thinking is just not true. So that's what we just need to become friends with all the emotion, they just are. If we just allow them to are and we don't put labels on them, then you will. they just pass through. They just pass through and then you just know how to allow them and, and be with them on, on, on a daily basis. You, you just spoke about so many wonderful nuggets of wisdom. I want to reflect back to you what I heard. So our listeners then can hear it a second time and I can say it so that I can absorb it a little bit more, a little deeper. So for emotional balance, the first step you said was awareness. 
just mm-hmm. be aware and don't put any judgments on that emotion you're feeling, whether it be joy, which people can think of as a positive emotion mm-hmm. or anger, which people can think of as a negative emotion, mm-hmm. but you're just saying emotions are emotions. Just observe first, just be aware of what it is you're feeling, explore it and name it because really what's happening in our body, we're having a physical reaction in our body. And that physical reaction is making us feel possibly uncomfortable. And that from my understanding, and please correct me if I'm wrong from my understanding that physical, cause I just recently heard this and I mentioned it to somebody else in an earlier podcast, that physical, that chemical reaction that we have in our body happens, whether we're excited or we're nervous and it's the same things that's happening. So if we identify this feeling and really the situation would call for, I'm feeling nervous right now, like to get up on a stage and sing in front of a bunch of people or speak, you know, whatever it is, something's happening in my body and I didn't identify it as nervousness. If I labeled it differently as excited, the same chemical things are happening in my body. And instead I identify it differently name it as I'm excited. And then I can just observe um, and stay in that excitement and, and practice the acceptance of excitement and, and just let that excitement come into my body and, and be able to, you know, sing my heart out or whatever. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes, yes. I I love all that. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's why for us, it's, 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 you know, as a society, as humans, labels are important, you know, because that is important for our brain to make sense of them. But at the same time, too many labels is also no good. And that's why we label things. And especially with the emotions, you will label them negative, then the triggers in your body are going to be automatic negative. So what you're saying with that, like that nervousness, you know, is you just shame the label of that emotion to excitement, then your whole body perspective change. The emotion is still there. You're still feeling all the sensations in your body, but your attitude towards that emotion has changed. But if you think of this as a nervous, I cannot do this, this is too much, then those emotions are still the same, but the whole thing change and then you feel more blocked and then that is that is going to start trigger more other things like insecurity and it will start calling other things behind so I think that is great is a great example of how we can work with our emotions to benefit our life instead of being against us so often when people talk about emotions, they are referring to the dark side of emotion. 
like, oh, you're so emotional. Oh, you're crying so much. Oh, you're so sad. Oh, you're so angry. And they're reflecting onto the dark side of emotions and emotions. There are so many positive emotions that we can also feel joy, mm-hmm. excitement, glee. What are some of your favorite emotions? Well, I'm a very emotional person. And when I became a mom, I feel like my emotions just like, I just got a master's degree in emotion, in, in to be an emotion. <laughs> my emotions just went out of control. Like, what is this? Like, I just start experiencing more. So I cry no matter what. I cry if I'm happy. Like if I'm in this happiness, like seeing my daughter now, you know, going to kindergarten, I was so proud and so happy. And I'm just, and I start crying. I, I am the same way. I, I cry in happy. I cry in sad. I, I, I cry has nothing to do with me. I mean. Yeah. So it's just, it is what it is. So be, before I start getting upset, when I cry, even when I was happy, because I always, related the crying as a negative thing you know like when we cry we always have that label is, is negative you just uh too much too dramatic or whatever we get all these labels and then I start just to make peace of it and then I cry I'm like okay I'm just this is the way I am experiencing life this is this is the way I I want to live life as well you know and it just makes me more like aware and connected to everything so more human human. yes more human more human yeah and and I was and for me I grew up with being called you're too dramatic oh the drama coming from the Latin community so like oh la telenovela the drama (laughs) so of course I I grew up with my emotions being having emotion being a negative thing and also in the society that we are when a woman is also strong and powerful she's also like wow she's being too dramatic but if if then if we go on the you know the patriarchy side, the guy's being strong and powerful. We don't see, to we don't see in the same way. Even even though they are both strong and powerful, for the woman automatically we are, you know, connected to emotions when we all have emotions, and that's what I, I want to change that concept that being emotional is a bad thing because it is not. It it is not. What is probably no healthy is no being able to balance our emotions. If those emotions are taking over us and are controlling our life in a way that is not working for us, then yes, then, then that's when we need to do the work. That's when the emotional balance exercise come. That's when becoming aware of your emotions come. That's when emotional wellness and emotional intelligence you know, comes and that's when we need to do more to then learn how we can manage our emotions better and not let our emotions to manage us, if that makes sense. It really makes sense. Also, because if you said something earlier just now about if we don't express our emotions fully, 
then I imagine it's true that if we hold everything inside, then our physical health is going to suffer. And it will affect our health and our body and our physical and our physical body, not just our mind, but our physical body. So how it's so important to just feel the emotion, feel the happiness, feel the anger, feel the depression without judgment. Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk about how we can start to practice recognizing our emotions without judgment. We judge ourselves. We judge other people. I want to talk about how we can start, you know, recognizing and start practicing the non-judgment part of our emotions. So then it makes us healthier so that we can, and I, I'd like to speak on this also, how we can hold a safe space and teach our children and those we love around us how, how we can how they can process and accept and become aware and explore and observe all those things you said so that we can teach them how to do it. Yeah. Well, this is, this is what I love to do this work with moms because it always the, the best, the first step is as moms, we need to do this work first because we are our kids' safe space. That's it. You want it or not, we are our kids' safe space. So we don't have to create a safe space for them. We just are their safe space. But if we are not in, in a place where we know how to handle with our own emotions, that's going to reflect in, in the way you interact with your children, in the way that you are in the family. And they're always looking after us. And that's what, for me, I think, I just talk about this so much because we need to do this work. We need to do this work. We give so much and we are unconditional. Like love is not a problem. We have this love, you know, and this support, but, if it's not coming from from a place from a place of balance, it's, it's hard for us then to hold that space for our children to to fully express their emotions. If we don't learn how not to judge our own emotions, it's gonna be hard not to go and judge our children's emotions. We don't want them to suffer, so we are ready. We we tend to have advice and tell them what to do. We always know what's best, right? So, right. Not, <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Yes, we do, but at the yeah. same time, we don't, you know? Like at the same time, we need to allow them to be them and we don't need to come and tell them, okay, you're feeling angry, this is it. I don't know, I'm gonna take everything out. Oh, you go to your room and whatever, you know, we tend to like, we, we don't wanna deal sometimes. If we're not in a good space, that's our first reaction. We don't, I, I can barely handle my own emotions right now. No, you, you need to handle your emotions, blah, blah. It's, it's not that we're doing that intentionally, mm-hmm. but, but we still do it because we don't have the tool because we haven't learned how to process 
our emotions in a healthy way. And then we're here trying to teach our children to do it in a healthy way, but, but how are we gonna do that if we still don't right. know how to it, do it? it? As women and adults, we, we need to do our own work so that we can model and teach and hold space for those we love. Yes, perfect, exactly. Yeah, we, we're always, we always need to be working on ourselves and checking in with ourselves. I know, especially when my daughters were younger, because they don't live at home anymore, they're in college. But if, if I'm feeling stressed and anxious, it definitely comes out of my pores and covers the entire house. Yes. And then they're absorbing it and, you know, or absorbed it. And then it just would make the whole, the whole environment yucky. So, and maybe sometimes I'd say, oh, I'm not stressed, but really no, that's a lie. Right. <laughs> you know, and because they can feel it, you know, they can feel it. So I started really working on myself about checking in with my stress or my anxiety. And so I can just like see it and, and do what you said, you know, I'm aware of what's happening and what can I do? Oh, I need to go take a walk. I need to go exercise. I need to hang out with my dog so that I can be in it, release it, and then feel better. So what then are some ways I know I just said what I do, but do you have anything else that um, you can add to the get outside, exercise, move your body in how to help process? I don't want, I'm going to say negative emotion, but I know you don't identify emotions as positive or negative. But I, when I say that, I think you can recognize yes, yes, what I'm asking, you know, yeah. what's, what, what are some tips we can do? to, to pr help us process quicker because, you know, some people can stay in anger a long time. Some people can stay in stress a long time, too long yes. or depression too long. What are some things we can do? And, and another good exercise that you can do is, is, is writing. It's like journaling, like it's recognizing then, okay, you, you recognize the, 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 like, you're aware of the emotion, so you can name it and then acknowledge what are you feeling. So it's, it's kind of like you start to get to know your emotion. Like, okay, we're having this relationship. We're getting to know each other and then like acknowledge how it feels and then you can write it. And then for, for the acceptance part is exploring like what caused that emotion to comes in on the first place like explore like what am I thinking or what happened for me to feel this way it's recognizing what is is causing and often I'm sorry to interrupt you but sometimes like it's really obvious what caused my anger like mm -hmm. you know someone didn't feed the dog and it's like seven <laughs> o'clock and I'm mad right and yes so, you know I know exactly what caused my anger, but then all it's all these, what's the word perceived outside triggers. Yes. But in reality, all the triggers are inside me. Yes. So it's me needing to have the emotional balance, right? It's, yes. It's all comes back to us. If I get, yes. 
<laughs> and out of something somebody does, then I need to look inside, like, why am I so pissed right now? Like, what is that triggering? Exactly. And in that case, that, that, is, that is actually a great, you know, a great example that we can work on. So now you know, like you, you're mapping, like you have your own like visualization. Okay, nobody feed the dog. That triggers my anger. And then I'm just a mess, you know? So you have now an idea where the anger is coming from. So then the next step after that will be, okay, next time that nobody fixed the dog, how I'm going to choose to react? Because anger is definitely, reacting with anger is definitely not working, you know? Right. <laughs> no. It's not working, we keep doing it. Exactly. It's not working, you know, they still don't going to feed the dog. So, so it's not work, and it's not working for you. It's not working for you. Hell, at the end of the day, the only one affected is you. Yeah. You know, you're affecting your day, you're affecting your mood, you're affecting your health. So the only one affect, affected is you. And then of course, then it reflects back to, to the family. So the, the, the exercise for you and the question for you will be like, so next time that this happened, why are you going to do differently? Mm-hmm. What emotion you want to tap in instead of anger? Yeah. I, I guess, you know, my first response is gratitude. Like, I'm glad I'm home to feed the dog. The dog didn't starve in the last two hours. Right? <laughs> I can be gra- grateful that I showed up. Um, yes. So then, and then have a conversation with whoever was home. Mm-hmm you know, and just let them know, like, I yeah. thought this was going to happen. Yeah, it didn't. And, and just kind of deal with it on a, on a one-on-one and not let it be con- consuming or, you know, like it wouldn't be all consuming. Yes. That kind of anger. I would let that go quickly. Yes. But I, I mean, no need to have it. Mm-hmm. Sounds like we all just need to work on ourselves. <laughs> With that approach, like then approaching, you know, approaching the family with that place of gratefulness, like, okay, I still, you know, I still have my dog, my dog is fine, blah, blah. And then approaching the family with a solution mind, then the whole dynamic will change. So the, maybe the conversations can be done in a, in a better way. Nobody's going to be defensive, but if we go from that anger to, ah, why nobody figured it out, blah, blah, blah. So we know that is not going to end up in a good conversation anyway, you know? So our emotions, so we, we can see how much our emotion responds to, certain circumstances have an effect on everything else. Sometimes when I'm starting to feel anger towards somebody, Mm -hmm. whether in my family or outside of my house, whenever, and I feel myself, I'm going to react versus respond Mm -hmm. for myself. What I do is I curl my toes because it's something that nobody else can see me doing. It grounds mm-hmm. me to the earth. It reminds me to take this pause to just think about what I want to say, how I want to respond. It slows down my speech. 
Even if I've had coffee and I talk really fast when I have coffee, my family always knows when I've had a lot of coffee. So it slows down my speech and my thoughts helps me clarify my thoughts. And so that's one thing I do at least once a day to just kind of take this pause, curl my toes. And I know that some people will say, just take a deep breath. And it's like very, it's a physical thing people can see us doing. And mm-hmm. then that can, that might trigger something in the other person. Mm-hmm. But I know you work on breathing techniques. Mm-hmm. And is there something that a technique or something you can share that we can do beforehand, after, after a situation, just to get us back into our body? Yes. Well, first, sometimes when we are in, in the current emotions, it's, it's pretty hard, you know? So we, sometimes we just need to allow it because we don't have the awareness. So we just, rah! but then most of the time is after the emotion, and let's say in, in this case, anger, the emotions pass when we can realize, oh shit, I think, all right. I think that was a little too much. I think maybe I was feeling angry. So that's, that's when we can have some time to bring that, that awareness. And in that moment, I do practice personally a lot of breath work uh, and breathing, but it can work differently for everybody. I do it right in the moment or sometimes I'm just like, I just need a moment and then I just go to the back. Yeah, like, you just I, separate I, yourself. Yeah, I separate. Breath work. And yeah, you back to address, and then I come back to it. Exactly. So I, I separate myself so I can just like just take a deep breath. But a good, good, easy exercise, especially when we're feeling angry, is just so we have is like our para our sympathetic system is the one that is like fire or flight response. So it's is is boom. So we need to bring it down. So we need to bring that part of the nervous system down. So we need to activate the other part, which is the, the parasympathetic system, which is the relax and digest. So that's the one that we need to activate. And to do that, we take a slow breath, I'm sorry. So the inhale, you try to make it shorter so you can inhale through the nose for three seconds, one, two, three, and then exhale through the mouth for six. One, two, three, six. And then inhale for three. One, two, three. And then exhale for six. Six, five, four, three, two, one. You can do one minute. One minute. Just one minute by yourself doing just inhale for three to the nose. Exhale for six through the mouth. You will notice the difference. You will notice a shift in in your nervous system like okay it's more calm if after the minute you haven't noticed anything that means that you were really angry so just do a little extra do a little extra or you don't have the concentration to do it then do it oh yeah i was just thinking you know a minute (laughs) one minute can seem like so long when you're doing something uncomfortable yes if we just stick with it, knowing the benefit that will happen, not only for ourselves, but for our families 
and our responses instead of reacting, if we could just dedicate a one minute practice, it, we could, because we can really make a difference in our relationships. A one minute practice when we're feeling an emotion that we don't want to feel. Yeah. Instead of saying negative, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, a one minute a one minute practice can make all the difference. And that means we're working on ourselves so that we are changing. Cause when we change the people around us have no other choice mm-hmm. but to change. Yes. And that is the power of doing this work on ourselves. Like we, a lot of times think like, oh, maybe I'm being selfish for taking time for me or, um, or for investing in me or all that. We feel selfish as, as moms, like, and that's what we don't do it. Everything is for the kids, for the kids, for the kid, the family, the family, you know, but no, this is not just for you, you know? Yes, you have to put yourself as a priority, but it's not just for you. It's just, as yeah. you said, it would just, it just a ripple effect. It just create this ripple, beautiful effect to the whole family. And we also showing our children that our self-care matters, like our body matters. And mommy, and mommy, yeah, mommy gets mad and I'm sorry, you know, and we recognize that we sometimes don't know how to balance our emotions and we show them, I'm sorry but I'm learning, you know, but I'm also trying because that's how we model. That's how we model in, in, in our families. And one thing that I wanted to say about the breath work, if you choose to practice it, this one minute exercise, just also be aware, especially when it's new, that your brain, like, as you mentioned, is, is like, no, this is too long. I cannot do this. This is not going to work. This is boring. This is not for me. Like also just observe that. Observe what is your brain doing? Because the truth is that your brain is going to freak out when you try new things. It's going to freak out if you're trying to take it away from what he's used to it. Because a lot of our emotions, emotional responses are habit we just used to respond that way because it's automatic we this this you know it's automatic so our brain is used to that so changing that pattern because that's what we're going to start doing we start changing the parent and it and that pattern takes time then you know the brain is going to fight it back so just please be mindful of that and just observe, and that's why observing and mindfulness is so important because just observe that. And that's what you did right there with beautiful, like, oh, one minute. No, I cannot do that. Yeah. You know, so, that was your brain fighting you. So make I I will invite everyone listening and for myself, two-week commitment to try not to try. I invite everyone listening to dedicate one minute a day, regardless of what their brain tells them, one minute a day of breath work. Three seconds in, six seconds out. Three seconds in, six seconds out. And I, for myself, I'm gonna do that. I'm not gonna say I'm gonna try to do that. I am gonna do that after this call. I'm going to go, I'm going to sit in a space. I'm going to, I'll set a timer. Yeah. 
Yeah. Put a timer. And mm-hmm. then if I'm having so, you know, so much, you know, wonderful feeling about it, I'll do it again. Yes. We, I'm gonna, I am going to test that theory out. Yeah. I will let you know how it goes. Yes. So many great things we talked about, so many good nuggets and ways that recognizing our emotions, how we deal with them helps us model better, helps us hold space for the people we love. If we take care of ourselves, it will only go out into the world in a positive way. And it's not selfish. So thank you again, Carolina, for being here. I would like to ask if people wanted to know more about you and find you, where do, where can they go? What's your website? What kind of work do you do? You know, yes. Just- well, I, I do one-on-one. I do private coaching for moms. And when we also work with breath so we include breath as part of our coaching practice so for me having this combination of balancing our physical body through with these tools and then rewiring our brain and our thoughts is being very very powerful uh, because we combining like light both so I do that you can find me in with my name, Carolina, which is like Carolina, <laughs> carolinahaycock.com, which is H-A-Y-C-O-C-K. And I also have like a great five minutes uh, breathing exercise for moms if they want to start like, like going in this path to feel grounded, to, to feel more connected with themselves so I have a free offering and then you can find that in boldbreath.com is 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 a free exercise meditation there's a breathwork exercise and then a visioning exercise that will help you to go going in that path to find clarity and confidence yes bold breath bold as in be bold b-o-l-d breath dot com yes yes exactly because that that's what we need we need bold breaths <laughs> yeah bold breath excellent well thank you again for joining me here i know the listeners will find so much value in in what we spoke about today yes thank you so much for having me amy and yes i just hope everyone you know find the ways that works for them and I also yes I want to invite everyone to try the same minute exercise with you but always remember to be kind to yourselves and loving to yourself no matter what what a perfect way to end the call thanks for listening to the mother daughter art project podcast we welcome any reviews and comments on your favorite listening platform You can make a lasting impact by sharing this podcast with those you love. For more information about the Mother Daughter Art Project monthly subscription box, visit amysartpalette.com. Are you feeling uneasy that you're not an artist? Don't be. I taught elementary school art and designed the projects to be accessible for all ages. I believe everyone is an artist and is just finding the right materials you enjoy working with. But remember... 
It's not about the project, but the process and journey you will be on with your daughter. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Amy's Art Palette. That's Amy's Art Palette with one L and two T's, and you'll get to see all the original art we've been creating and the life-changing comments from our members. Thanks for showing up and finding ways to connect today and every day.